Hi everyone, I'm Libby Campbell and welcome to TIC, Teachers Inspiring and Collaborating Knowledge. Are you looking for some new teaching ideas? Are you looking for some inspiration with what you do in the classroom now? Is something not working for you and you're just willing to try something new? Then this podcast is for you. Each week, I get to talk with everyday people about ideas and practices, tips and tricks that have worked for them, and then I get to share these with you while you're on the go. Enjoy. In today's episode, I'm talking with Rose Prout from Centric Pilates in Dubbo, New South Wales. She's an experienced exercise physiologist, and we talk about exercise and education. I thought this a fitting topic after last week's episode of Eating Well to Stay Well with Liza Twohill. But just a side note, you don't need to listen to last week's episode to listen to this one, although I recommend it. It's just that food and exercise seem to go together, well, for me at least. They're not really topics you would associate directly with teaching, but indirectly they have a huge impact. And not only teachers, but anybody. If you want to have longevity in your career or longevity in the quality of your career or your life for that matter, you need to look after yourself. Yes, we all talk about how we should exercise more or how we don't have time to exercise or in some cases it's just not a priority. I remember a time in my teaching career where I was so focused on teaching, the idea of exercise it wasn't on my radar at all which is a pretty big statement. If you've listened to previous episodes, you'd know that I enjoy exercising, that I enjoy running and have done several half marathons. But by the end of the year, I was nearly at the burnout stage. At the time, I knew I should have been doing something, some sort of physical activity because I just felt dreadful. But there was always something more important. There were those assessment tasks that had to be marked, that meeting with a parent or a colleague, that organisation for the following few days. It always seemed to take a higher precedence. Looking back now and knowing what I know now, I can see why I felt dreadful. As I researched the topic of exercise, though, there's a lot more to it than I realised. During the conversation with Rose, I mentioned a neuroscientist named Wendy Suzuki. Wow, this scientist really made me sit up and take notice. If there's nothing else you get out of today's episode, apart from her name, then I've achieved my goal. I strongly recommend watching her TED Talk on this topic. It goes for around 13 minutes and it just blew my mind. If you are not an exerciser, you will highly likely want to be after watching this. If you are an exerciser, then it will make you feel really good about yourself. There were three things that I got out of the TED Talk. The first thing was exercise has an immediate effect on the brain. So there's an increase in levels of neurotransmitters such as dopamine, serotonin and noradrenaline. So your mood improves as does your concentration, your focus and reaction times. The second thing was long-term exercise can actually change the brain's anatomy, physiology and function. Like, wow, brand new brain cells 
are made, which increases the brain volume, which improves long-term memory. And the third thing I got out of it was that exercise has protective effects on the brain. So diseases like dementia and Alzheimer's will take longer to have an effect on us. So if you are interested, you can visit the show notes on my webpage at tickteaching.com or just simply search Wendy Suzuki TED Talk. I decided to investigate further with this. Yes, it's great that as adults we are exercising, or hope to be at least, but I really think our kids should be too. According to the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare, in 2017-2018, around one in four children aged between 5 to 14 were either overweight or obese. And then this number is higher if you lived in regional or remote areas, if you were in a single parent family, if you had a disability or if you were Indigenous. Like, that's a lot. But that's not the main reason kids should be exercising. As I mentioned earlier, exercise changes the brain. It improves memory. It improves concentration. It improves focus. Just imagine the implications this would have in the classroom. Just imagine your little cherubs sitting for longer, being interested for longer, remembering facts and information better, learning better. Imagine how much more work could be completed. Imagine, in theory, how much smarter they could be. Imagine how much happier they could be. And it's all from something free. Exercise. There is a woman I came across named Elaine Wiley, and she's based in Scotland, and she started a movement that was called the Daily Mile. It started in her own school she taught at, and it has now spread to a number of other schools in Scotland. And it's where students run or walk for 15 minutes a day, which worked out to be the average time for the kids to run or walk a mile, hence the name, on top of their normal recess and lunch breaks and sports sessions. They found that physically there were changes, but also mentally, socially and emotionally. Yes, it takes time away from the classroom teaching, but according to Wendy Suzuki, it will give you back time and you will be more productive. In my chat with Rose, she mentions a resource called Exercise Right. It is an Australian website. It is current and it's backed up by research. At the time, I didn't quite give it that airspace that it truly deserved. When I started looking at the website after the conversation with Rose, and again, you can find it in my show notes, or simply search Exercise Right, that's R-I-G-H-T, I was amazed at how wonderful it was, and why I didn't know about it sooner. There are so many resources there that from a teacher's perspective... It's a pure goldmine. It includes fact sheets on children with chronic illnesses such as ADHD, autism, asthma, diabetes, epilepsy, mental health, plus many more, and what type of exercising they should be doing. And who doesn't have kids in their classroom with these conditions? It also shows the benefits of exercising that Wendy Suzuki talks about, such as improved brain processing speed, working memory, uh, greater planning and problem solving, reduced anxiety and improved attention. 
The website also provides free ebooks for the general public, including exercise for older adults, exercise in cancer, exercise in women's health, and exercise in mental health. And there's also up to date blog articles that are very interesting. Also, in our chat, I mention a book I looked at called Spark The Revolutionary New Science of Exercise and the Brain by John Ratey. And I think it's important to repeat again here that. John Rady said we should be primarily exercising for the brain, not so much for the body. What happens to the body with exercise is just a nice side effect, but it really is the brain we should be exercising for. Hmm. I thought this was a pretty different way of looking at things. The biggest thing I got out of the conversation with Rose and I was that you don't need to go out there and train for a marathon. You just need to move you just need to find what works for you, just so you, can, so you can stick at it and just find an activity that involves movement. And then you need to pass it on to the kids you teach or to your own kids. That's enough from me now. I'd love for you to take a listen to Rose. Hi, Rose. Welcome to TIC. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, today's episode is about exercise and education. And I thought you being an exercise physiologist, you might be able to share your knowledge and expertise on this. Okay. But first of all, tell us about your background. What's your story? Um, so I've been working as an exercise physiologist since uh, around 2004, 2005, um, and a Pilates instructor. Mm-hmm. So for over 10 years, um, I went to Charles State University in Bathurst and I've worked in um, a few different cities. I've worked in Canberra and London and I've been back in Dubbo for the past 10 years. Oh, beautiful. Mm. Working on your own business now. In the last couple of years in my own business. Yeah. Yeah. Concentric. <laughs> Concentric Pilates, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people probably know just how important exercise is. Well, they may think they know, but why is exercise so important? Exercise can um, prevent the onset of chronic conditions. So when we're talking chronic conditions, we're talking high blood pressure, ongoing back pain, diabetes, um, and it can also help treat and manage chronic conditions as well. So it's um, quite a cheap and effective form of um, treatment. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. So what can we expect to see then um, physically and or mentally from exercise? Huge benefits. Mm-hmm. And the research is there to, to support it. Mm-hmm. There's so many benefits of exercising, but exercising regularly, and you do see the benefits of long-term exercise, so not yeah. just like a six-week fitness um, program. Yes. Like it's um, much more greater than that and, and having exercise in your, in your life. So... Um, so how does it benefit? Well, it, it, as I said before, it can prevent onset of chronic conditions, yeah. make you stronger, healthier, and also improve your mental health and, and your ability to make decisions yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I guess just live a healthier and happier yeah. life. Yeah, that's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, it really needs to be a lifestyle thing, yeah. like an ongoing, not an just... On- a challenge of 12 weeks or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, and you need to find an exercise that you enjoy and that you'll be more likely to to participate in. Mm-hmm. And feeling, I guess, feeling great after exercise is more of a reason to want want to do it and, yes. and feeling those benefits. Not because you have Not to. Not because you have to. Yeah. And just make it work 
in your lifestyle? I don't know how many times I've said to myself, I have to get up to go to the gym. I have to do this. And I do feel better for it afterwards, but there's that pressure I put on myself. I have to. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yes. And changing your mind going, I look forward to look forward to going to the gym because I know I feel good afterwards. That's so it. It's what works best. What works best for you. Yeah. So this is a big question when I was researching for this topic because it's something that interests me about, look, we're not neuroscientists or anything like that and we don't claim to be, but does exercise make us smarter or does it change the way we take in things? Like yeah. what does exercise do to our brain? Um, so exercise can help our brain make more neurons, um, which improves our ability to make better decisions and um, also helps with our memory yeah. as well. Oh, beautiful. Mm. Um, I came across a neuroscientist called Wendy Suzuki. And if I can mm. just read a quote from her, this is from kqed.org. And she talks about um, the brain like a muscle. Exercise strengthens both the prefrontal cortex, which is involved in executive functioning, and the hippocampus, which plays a key role in memory and learning. In this way, exercise supports our ability to think creatively, make decisions, focus and retrieve key information. Mm -hmm. In her research, Suzuki found a single workout can improve a student's ability to focus on a task for up to two hours. That, that's, that's amazing that's stuff. Yep. Like... We should, we should all be this. exercising. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's backed up by another book I came across mm-hmm. by John Ratey um, called Spark, The Revolutionary New Science of Exercise and the Brain. And he goes as far as saying that we should be exercising for the brain and the benefits we get from exercise physically are just a nice byproduct of what we should be doing for our brain I thought yeah that's a yeah. interesting yeah and well, I've never um, heard or seen that before but it just made me think uh, and I, again you know we're not scientists but because we are living a more sedentary lifestyle um, I wonder as a collective population we are becoming less motivated less creative um, less focused so what sort of a nation then do you think we're becoming with kids and adults um in in reality australians just aren't getting enough exercise we're not meeting the recommended exercise guidelines um so the recommended exercise guidelines so for adults aged between 18 and 64 um it is recommended that we become active most days of the week whether that's a a walk or doing some um, structured exercise Mm -hmm. um, and to accumulate between 150 to 300 minutes of moderate intensity though keeping in mind that if you do work at a higher intensity it's you don't have to exercise for as long um so there you're looking at um 75 to 150 minutes of vigorous intensity to meet the equivalent yeah. recommended guidelines wow um and so what flow on effect and does exercise have as an adult down to our kids huge kids watch a lot of what we do and <laughs> I know we like with, with food, we say, you know, if you want your child to eat something, you know, you should be eating it as well so they can see that you're eating it and you're following by example. It's the same with physical activity. Yeah. If, if you're exercising, um, a recent stat that exercise right um, brought out was that 
if you exercise, your child is 200% more likely to exercise as well. So wow, um, us as parents play a huge role yes. in our children's behaviour. Yeah. And I think even from a teacher's perspective, that's huge as well. You are a role model for your student as well yeah. with exercise. Yeah. It's not just parents. So, Rose, I know you're not a teacher in the education system. You're a teacher with Pilates. <laughs> but what, knowing all this... What implications do you think there would be for teachers and their students? You know, children who regularly exercise, um, their, their concentration would be much, much better and the research supports that, that mm -hmm. exercise can improve your concentration. And like I was saying before, improves your ability to make decisions, staying focused, um, and it can even help with anxiety as well. So wow. any anxious kids may benefit from that regular exercise yeah. as well. Oh, fantastic. Mm. We all know that we need to exercise more. Mm -hmm. So what challenges are we facing when we're trying to exercise more? to move, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, every, everyone's different. So when I chat to a patient, it's really seeing what their barrier is. And I guess people who haven't, maybe exercise as a child um, or as a teenager who are now adult do find it is more challenging to start exercising because it's something completely new to their lifestyle mm -hmm. as well and it's just getting it to be a, a habit and a norm. So, um, I mean, that's I guess that's one big barrier. Yeah. Another barrier is that if people who have been inactive for so long do have a lot of chronic pain, so pain's often a, a barrier to regular movement, so working with someone in a graded exercise program, starting yeah. small and building up from there. Do you think, um, like I'm thinking more now um, from a child's perspective, does technology play a big role? Uh, lack of exercise. Lack of exercise. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think too much of anything is, isn't good for us. So mm. it's just, um, yeah, I guess it's a challenging part of being a parent and I haven't had, I don't have teenage kids, so I haven't <laughs> had to deal with it. Um, but I think, yeah, having that limit, to, limit on um, technology time yeah. and um, just having options out there for, for and exercise. And, yeah. Is it something that we can just incorporate into everyday Life. I know we were talking at the beginning of, um, we were saying just finding what works for mm. you. So mm. just, and, and in making it part of your day, like it might be climbing the stairs instead yep. of, you know, taking the escalator or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 that little incidental, incidental type of exercise. So parking further away from the shop. So you have to walk yes. there and have to walk back and um, just turning those negatives into a positive and, yeah, yeah. and not seeing as parking away as yeah. being something negative like it's good for your health but yeah yeah it's like finding t time that you could exercise as a family or do something that may not be directly exercise but just play and movement um is also benefit as well wow fantastic mm. uh, are there certain exercises that benefit more than others Again, depends on the individual. Okay. Um, there, there's been a lot of research in the high intensity exercise for um, for diabetes and weight loss, and that you know that's beneficial for some people. But you do want to screen the type of people that you want to recommend mm -hmm. that to. Um, and then you get people that you know work at the higher end of the intensity, and they're very intense with their workout. That you might need to encourage that slower um, mindfulness type workout to get that balance. Yeah. So. Say every type is good. Yeah, any type of movement <laughs> is good as long as we're moving. As long as you're moving, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So what would be your three takeaways then? Um, I've sort of said a couple already. I guess find a type of exercise that you enjoy um, and just get that regular type of movement in each each day. Fantastic. So moving on now to fast finishes. Yep. Um, What's your favourite Pilates move to teach and why? Um, I like to teach the lunge. A lot of my clients would say that. Um, But I find because we are sitting down all day, we do get tight in the hips. So the lunge is a strength Ah. exercise that can stretch out a little bit. So I find that is a good one. Is that a single leg lunge? Yeah, so one leg in front of the other, like a large step and and bending up and down. Nice. Mm. What would you be if you weren't teaching Pilates? Um, I like doing the creative side of our business, like the marketing and the um, designing of the website and things like that. So, well, assistant. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I do enjoy that side, so maybe That's something good. along those lines. What is something you did today that went well? Um, we had a good meeting with our um, business coach. Oh, good. So that went well. What makes you happy? Uh, I was going to say just exercise and movement. So if you're feeling a bit down, if I go for a walk or go for a run, you always feel a bit a bit better. Yeah, so Close true. your mind. Clears your mind, as we said. Yes. <laughs> it's the first day of your holidays. What do you do? I'll probably just like to go to the cafe and have a coffee. <laughs> One thing that helps you deal with stress? Um, <laughs> exercise. <Yes. laughs> no, it does. And it and, and, um, like I said before, it honestly clears your mind and just makes you think um, a lot calmer and readdress address the situation. So, Tell us about a time, personally or professionally, where you made a mistake and learnt something valuable. Oh, this is hard. I feel like I do this every day. More pro- professionally, and it may not be a particular situation, an incident that I'll talk about, but during my years of being an exercise physiologist, when I do get someone who comes in to see me, um, they may have been referred by, you know, their, their GP or um, physio, that I really ask the question, why are you here? Not, this is what you've been referred for, this is what I'm going to tell you to do. Like, and just right. try and find out what the real reason is, yep. what, their, what their goals are, and not just assume that they're here for, yep. for weight loss or for, for balance, and, yeah, really ask them, What's okay. your favourite book? Um, well, I guess I'm reading a lot of books at night to my kids at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I do enjoy the, um, the book by Andy Lee, um, Please Don't Turn This Page, and my yeah, kids yes. love it too. Yeah, yeah it's a, a good, good book. One. Yeah. What are you grateful for? I guess I'm yeah, grateful for, for movement and, um, yeah, just having that ability to, to move. Wow. Because not everyone... Um, is grateful for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. What's a fun fact about you? Um, <laughs> I had to answer this one when we did our bio, when we did our staff uh-huh. bio, and I said my favourite colour was green, and I've even just built a new house and we put a green kitchen oh, in. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a eucalyptite green. It's not a oh, face green. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Well, Rose, thank you so much for sharing um, your knowledge and experience with us today. It's been a lot of fun and I've learned a lot of stuff too. So thank you. So where can people find more about Centric Pilates and about Um, you? So they can uh, find out more about us through our website, centricpilatesoneword.com.au. And in regards to exercise and exercise guidelines and um, how exercise can help various conditions. There's a fabulous website called exerciseright.com.au and everything in there is evidence-based and is a really good resource that we should all be using. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks very much. Thank you. (laughs) 
Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate it. I hope you're able to get something valuable out of it like I did when I was talking to our guest. Just a quick note that ideas in today's episode are educated opinions of the guest. Always inform yourself and work out what best suits you and your lifestyle before trying other people's ideas. If you would like to know more, be a guest or contribute constructive feedback, visit our website at tickteaching.com. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe and share this episode with your friends and colleagues. Looking forward to doing it all again next week. And until next time, love your kids, love yourself. Take care.